education, jobs, health. All these issues affect you. Leaders from across the state, people just like you, are working to make things better. The question is, could you do this in your community as well? I'm Anita Brown-Graham. This is NC Impact. Being the host of a daytime television show was the last thing that Carolina professor Anita Brown-Graham thought she'd be doing with her career. Anita is a professor of public law and government at Carolina's School of Government. She is the founder of NC Impact, an initiative that tackles statewide issues by combining the knowledge of local experts. On this episode of Well Said, Anita shares how she went from NC Impact founder to host of its daytime television show. So there are all sorts of community collaboratives happening across North Carolina on a variety of responsive efforts. But usually those collaboratives need support for facilitation. They need data support. They need to be informed by research and evidence-based practices. So in some ways, I think you could look at NC Impact as a brokerage firm. We're working with the people who have the need, and we're working with the people who have the knowledge, and we're trying to connect those in the most efficient and effective ways. NC Impact launched in January 2017 with the mission of providing support to those fighting major societal issues in North Carolina's communities, including human trafficking, pre-K expansion, and health care. Anita started thinking about the idea for the initiative when she was working at NC State at the Institute for Emerging Issues. I was very focused on state-level policy, and that was amazing for a decade. But I also could see from my peripheral vision that there was a whole bunch of innovation happening at the local level without a lot of capacity for support. And so that really caused me to want to come back to the school and focus on local communities where people just roll up their sleeves and try to get it done. So how was Anita going to get things done? She knew that many of these issues weren't unique to only one community in North Carolina. And these are big issues. I think the most daunting project that we have is the project that involves these 10 communities across the state who are responding to the opioid crisis. It's daunting because the stakes are so incredibly high. It's daunting because these 10 teams are in very different places in terms of um, how they have formed and what they are responding to. And just like any other project NC Impact takes on, Anita and her team are enlisting the help of experts from UNC Chapel Hill and other UNC system schools. Essentially, what we're doing is looking for people who have technical expertise to bear, and often those people have a direct question they might be able to answer, although they may not be involved in the project for the entirety of the project. Um, For example, on the opioid crisis, we have people in our School of Medicine, in our School of Pharmacy, in our School of Social Work, in our School of Public Health, in our School of Law, all of which have some ability to share information that could help the 10 teams that we're working with move their efforts forward. 
That's why Anita calls NC Impact a brokerage firm. Her small team is juggling several large projects at once and also making sure that their experts are participating to their fullest potential in order to help solve that problem at hand. Our challenge at this point is having enough capacity to respond. When I started NC Impact, I sat with my colleagues and we had this long conversation about how we might market our services and really demonstrate how the intellectual capital of the university could be brought to bear on these issues. I will just tell you, we have not spent a minute trying to market our services. Mostly people are coming to us and a lot of what's happening is word of mouth. We do a project for one community, they talk to another community, they call us up and ask us to be supportive of them. While NC Impact started as an initiative right here in Chapel Hill, the program has also launched a daytime television program hosted on UNC TV, reaching 99% of homes in North Carolina. Anita is the host of the show, but despite her passion for solving statewide problems, she wasn't as passionate about getting in front of the camera. I actually said I should not be the host. I keep saying I should not be the host. I am an off-the-chart introvert. So the last thing I want to do is sign up for all of these engagements. But the producers and our sponsor are pretty adamant that part of what makes the show work is the underlying work behind it and that it would not be as effective if they just hired a professional reporter. So here I am. Now, I will tell you that last week, one of the producers pointed out, because I'm actually a a horrible host, um, I want to talk about what I want to talk about. I never pay attention to the time cards. It's It's just a mess. And he basically said... Everything you have done in your career to this point, being a lawyer, being a professor, running a policy institute, is totally irrelevant to what I need you to do on the show. Okay, so it's not all irrelevant. Anita still has to pull from her professional experiences as a lawyer and as a professor. And much like her shifts in careers, she has also held different roles at Carolina, first as a student. I came here as a law student in the late 80s and then went out to California and practiced law for a little while. But the lore of Carolina um, had already sort of positioned itself within my heart. I fell in love with this state the first day I got here in 1988, and I'm probably one of the biggest cheerleaders, although I wasn't born here. Um, If there is any place in the country that, for me, embodies the sense of what can be, it is North Carolina. And it isn't just because this state had the audacity to dream big and to believe that it could come from literally being known as the Rip Van Winkle State to the 11th largest economy in the country today. But I think maybe particularly because of its institutions of higher education, it sends that message to so many individuals across the state. 
So I want to embrace that. And for the people who don't get that message, I want to figure out how we get our arms wider to pull them into that sense of what can be. The NC Impact um, effort with UNCTV really came about as a result of a conversation with our sponsor, the Civic Federal Credit Union. I was sharing information with them about the work that we were doing and what we were finding across North Carolina. And one of the things that became really clear early on in our work is a lot of times you go into a community and they're wrestling with an issue, and it's an issue that lots of other communities are wrestling with. Yet they don't know that, so they feel a sense of isolation. What are those cliches? Don't reinvent the wheel. Teamwork makes the dream work. That was the idea behind developing a television program based on the work NC Impact was already executing. There are several common problems communities across North Carolina face, and each of these communities are often in the dark about the progress or resources available to them right in the same state. So... In this conversation with with Civic, we somehow ended and it was literally over a lunch. By the time we were done with this lunch, we thought, wouldn't it be great if we had a program that could help to both inform other communities about approaches and maybe for those that didn't see themselves capable of responding to the challenge, offer them a little bit of inspiration too. In each 20-minute segment of the program, Anita welcomes experts to provide insight on a particular problem. We really focus on communities where different stakeholders, sometimes the most unusual of suspects, have come together to be responsive to a particular issue. So, for example, when we think about the number of people who find themselves sitting in jails awaiting trial, sometimes for years, you might be surprised to know that there are communities where the district attorney and the sheriff's office and the local county commissioners and the defense attorneys are all together trying to figure out what is a way that we can ensure that we're keeping the public safe, that we're keeping an eye on people who might be flight risks, all of which are legitimate concerns of our criminal justice system, but that we aren't warehousing people who don't need to be sitting in jail for months on end just because they can't afford to post bail. And while topics like the opioid crisis or criminal justice system are common across the state, Anita and her team are still required to do thorough research before producing a segment. We then spend quite a bit of time talking to the community actors to understand the extent of the challenge, who's come together to be responsive, what the barriers are to that kind of collaboration, because the last thing we want to do is pretend that working together across differences, whether those are sector or ideological differences, is easy stuff. Um, we often then will engage with experts to be sure that we understand the scope of the challenge across North Carolina or across the United States, as may be the case. Many of those experts actually end up being um, interviewed for the segment. The other thing that 
is important to recognize in the life of Anita today is that now I have to remember like what I wore the last time I showed up. And in a given day, I've got to change clothes twice, sometimes three times to pretend that I'm not taping all these things on the same day. So even though Anita never dreamed of hosting the television segment, it's clear that she has a strong love for North Carolina and a drive to help some major issues with NC Impact, no matter how many times she has to change her outfit. It also is unbelievably inspiring. When those 10 teams come together and are reminded, A, that their community is not the only one besieged by this generational crisis, and B, that there are other people just like them in other communities struggling to figure out a way to combat the crisis, there's something very magical that happens in the room. Um, And I'm just always reminded when I'm in the room with them about not just the enormity of what we've taken on, but about the hardiness of the human spirit. One of our first projects was for the Kate B. Reynolds Charitable Trust in Forsyth County. We worked with them to think about how instead of just funding things that help poverty be more tolerable, they could strategize their funding around making poverty more temporary. And so we helped them devise an inclusive economy strategy. They bought into it completely, in large part because we spent so much time in Forsyth County talking to people through focus groups. We really had a good sense of what was possible for the community. And last Friday, I had the opportunity to make a presentation to 150 people in Forsyth County about why this community... um, foundation was going to be changing its strategy and what it could mean for the people of Forsyth County. And at the end of the presentation, when someone came up and said, you know, there are children whose lives will be fundamentally changed because of this work, I went home and said, I think we've had some impact. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Well Said, the official storytelling podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. If you're interested in learning more about NC Impact, visit the website ncimpactsog.web.unc.edu. NC Impact's television segment airs every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on UNC TV, but you can also watch them online. Do you have an idea for an upcoming episode of Well Said? Send us a tweet at UNC or shoot us an email at wellsaid at unc.edu. You can find Well Said wherever you get podcasts. So we hope you'll subscribe and leave us a review. See you next week.